shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're program by, for, and with creative young people platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Young Juwan, and today's show is all about the Olympics. Express Yourself is produced by Star Stuff Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. And the 2014 Olympic Winter Games is the first time that the Russian Federation hosted the Winter Games. The Soviet Union hosted the 1980 Summer Games in Moscow, the host city Sochi, has a population of 400,000 people and is situated in Krasnodar, which is the third largest region in Russia. Until February 7th, there had never been a ski race in Sochi. Now they've hosted the Olympics. With us to talk about the Olympics and some of its backstory is our sports reporter, Hart Main. Hart started Man Cans at age 14, a company that focuses on selling candles with scents that men like. All the candles are made inside a recycled soup can, and he is an avid sports enthusiast. Hi, Hart. I'm so glad you could be with us here today. Hey, how are you? Great. Good. Yeah, I, I've been very intrigued by these Olympics. Um, I know I've followed them pretty closely over the past few weeks, and I think it's interesting how it's they're, they're being hosted in such a large country, and they've done, Russia's done, from the expectations that people had, I think Russia's far exceeded them. And how far ahead of the game today start the bid process to host yeah. the Olympics? I, I know I know there were a lot of people critiquing at the beginning of the Olympics about buildings not being ready and things not being yeah. put together. Um, I know the bidding process starts um, about eight years in advance, so that's when they Five. first... That's when they first fill out applications to send to the International Olympic Committee or the IOC. Um, and they work with the cities that are prospective hosts. They work with their national committees as well. Um, and they send those bids to the International Committee. Um, so the actual application process starts about eight years out, but cities could start planning anywhere from 10 to 14 years, their application and their bid. Wow. I know the Summer Olympics, um, I don't know if it's 2000, I think it's 2016, but I think the 2016 Summer Olympics are being hosted in Brazil. So there's a lot of countries that normally don't do these things. Yeah, there's, um, 2016 is in Brazil, um, 2020 is in uh, Tokyo, and then actually 2018, which would be the next Winter Olympics, um, is in uh, South Korea. So that, I know South America's never had a uh, Olympic Games hosted there. Yeah. And then I believe this will be South Korea's first yeah. opportunity. Yeah, I'm actually host, from so. South Korea, so I know there's a lot of excitement about that. Yeah, so it's, and it's, and it's 
great. It's good to see. It's nice to see. I guess in our generation, how the games have beget begun to evolve into more, much more of a worldwide event. Yeah. Um, I know. Watching the uh, opening ceremonies a couple weeks ago, you see all of these countries come in. Um, I loved how they, Russia did the thing where they walked out of their country on the map, um, virtually yeah. on television. Um, but it kind of represents that it's not so much an athletic competition, but more of a worldwide yeah. Um, event. Yeah, I think that's one of the big appeals about the Olympics that normally, like, I'm not a very avid sports fan, but of course I'll watch the Olympics. Yeah, it, it really, it, I, and this, I believe, was the goal of the Olympics when it started. Yeah. Not just to get all the best athletes together, but to bring the countries in the world together. Um, I know with the Olympic logo, you have the five rings, um, and that really represents the unity in, not just within each country, but then within um, all of the countries. Yeah. And have there been any interesting and new sports in the Olympics since since the creation? <laughs> um, there were a couple um, diff- unique ones. Um, this year, they introduced uh, women's ski jumping, oh, which that, that, was, that was cool to watch. I know the U.S. had one of the top ski jumpers. Um, but that was neat to watch just because it's good to see the equality. Um, and it's growing from there. And then it also introduced, introduced uh, snowboard slope style, which is a lot like events they had. Um, but it builds in more, um, almost like an X games feel. If you have, um, if you've watched the X games before it almost builds that into the snowboarding section. Um, but I know there's been some unique events before, um, back in, I believe, 1900, um, the games were in Paris, France, and they had a pigeon shooting. Oh, interesting. So they used, they used instead of, you'd think they would use clay pigeons, but they actually used live pigeons. Ooh. Um, and there was a lot of outrage about that, so I that bet. didn't go very far. But um, I know this year's the first year to also introduce team figure skating, which I thought yeah, was yep. I'm, I'm I'm not one to follow figure skating, <laughs> but I know my mom's spent plenty of her time watching that um and i know several several enjoyed that and i think i think it's a better representation because i guess the way they do the medal count nowadays by country it's that event definitely captures more the country as a whole instead of the individuals yeah and how are the athletes chosen i've seen a lot of like features on like young athletes who this is their first olympics but how are they chosen yeah, and I've looked into this in the past just out of curiosity. Um, but I, in the U.S., it's much harder to make it in the Olympics than, say, in a um, small African nation or yeah. especially for winter sport. But um, I know the U.S., you have to start in a competitive league at a very young age, um, and they'll recruit you for their, uh, inter- or for their national um, Olympic camps that they have. Um, I know one of my friends a couple years ago, he got called, or he was invited to um, Denver, Colorado, which is where they have their camp set up, or in Colorado, and he was invited there to participate in their gymnastics um, camp. Um, he didn't he didn't make the team, but he was still had that opportunity to do yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I believe, and it's hard to get a whole lot of information from the smaller countries, um, but I believe it's similar to that. Um, a little less competitive, um, but at the same time, it's, I mean, you're an Olympian, and it's a lot of work and a lot of dedication. Yeah, 
And I know this year, um, the Jamaican bobsled team, they were phenomenal the last time we had the Olympics. So they actually had a Kickstarter campaign to pay for their gear and transportation. Yeah, I, I, I read about that. Um, I know, I guess we watched a movie a couple years ago in school. Um, I believe it was, uh, I can't quite think of the name now, but it was about the Jamaican bobsled team, the uh, first one that was in the Olympics. Yeah. And then I know they qualified another one this year. Um, <laughs> and I think it, I, I guess it almost shows the ability of the athletes to train in unique ways. Um, because, I mean, in Jamaica, now maybe in this cold weather they may be getting snow, but in yeah. Jamaica that we've normal normal weather conditions they're never going to get snow yeah um so i think it's definitely shown the evolution of their training the movie was called cool running and um one of the members of that film the person who was showcased he was actually on our show to talk about bobsledding and how he got into it yeah yep that's that's actually that's i i I remember watching (laughs) that movie and it was I know a lot of the other kids in the class because we watched it in health class. I'm not sure why, but I know a lot of the other kids were asleep. But I was very interested by that. And can two cities from the same country be in the final bidding? Like, how do they decide the city? I know I know. there's been um, 44 cities that have hosted it, not counting Brazil next year. And then, um, and then the next two cities. Um, but there's been... 23 countries within those 44 cities. Um, I know the U.S. has hosted several games, but there's, in the uh, IOC or International Olympic Committee, they don't allow two con- or two cities from the same country to apply and be part of the final bidding. Um, so they work with the National Olympic Committee, um, which is also the one team that, or the group that recruits the athletes. Um, but they do kind of a prelim- uh, pre-elimination bidding to them and then they choose the city um i know the u.s has because it's such a large country we have several cities that could possibly host um the olympic games in the future i know chicago um had a bid in i believe for the 2020 ones that went to japan um i believe they had a bid in for that i know los angeles has played several bids um no, Atlanta has obviously hosted in the past. They hosted the 1996 um, games. It was actually the 100th Olympic game or 100-year anniversary of the original Olympic Games. Well, thank and, you so much, Hart, for all this background info on how the Olympics two cities and how athletes are picked and all this great info that I wasn't aware of. Yep, thank you. You're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio, and I'm Young Juwan. During the break, visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to see the photos, descriptions, links, and more. Also, be sure to check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan, and today on Express Yourself, we're talking about the Winter Olympics held in Sochi, Russia. Caitlin Darrow, a regular host here on the show, is with us to share what she loves about the Olympics. Hi, Caitlin! Hi, Young Ju. I'm so thrilled that this week Express Yourself is talking about the Olympics because it's one of my favorite things. I actually just got finished watching the Winter Olympics, of course, that took place in Russia. And, of course, it was amazing. It was fantastic watching the elaborate opening ceremony, cheering on your country, and learning more about the hardworking athletes are all really great components of the competition. But what I really love about the Olympics is how the world truly comes together to celebrate, and I think it's a really unique and special event for that reason. Seeing people from across the world, from different countries and cultures, collaborating with each other is inspiring. And I read that a new record of 88 nations qualified to compete in events this year, so that was really exciting in itself. From Japan to Jamaica, nations that are thousands of miles from each other come together and compete as athletes. And I think that's really amazing. There's a quote from a public speaker named Jeremiah O. Yang that I recently read, and I thought the quote was really inspiring and pretty much just summed up the true meaning of the Olympics. He said, the Olympics bring the world together through competition. That's a big part of human spirit. And I completely agree with him because this sportsmanship that we see during the Olympics is really universal. Yeah, I definitely agree. Seeing countries come together is also my favorite part as well. But who are some of your favorite Olympians? 
I actually have several. Uh, my favorite summer athletes are probably Missy Franklin, who's a swimmer. And I also love Serena and Venus Williams, who are very popular tennis players, too, of course. And my favorite winter athletes are Ashley Wagner, who's an ice skater, and also Sean White, who's a snowboarder. I had to think about it because I really do like a lot of different Olympians. Yeah. So it's hard to choose just a couple. Do you have... A couple of your own favorites? Um, yes. The figure skater from South Korea who captured the whole country, Kim Yana, is one of my favorites. And my school has a really strong swimming program. So we always have a couple people who maybe like classmates or former classmates who compete at the Olympics, which I think is just fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> thinking that seeing your classmates who you said hi to in the hallways will one day appear on the screen. Yeah, definitely. But speaking of meeting Olympians, have you ever met an Olympian? I actually have. I met Gabby Douglas last year in New York at an event. And this was probably a little bit after, a couple months later, after she had won her medal um, in England. So that was, of course, really, really amazing. She's such a role model to me, and meeting her was really exciting. I actually just saw a movie about her called The Gabby Douglas Story, and it was so inspiring just seeing all of her hard work and dedication building up to her actually achieving her dreams. And I think she was 16 um, when she oh, got her medal. Because I remember thinking, wow, we're the same age. This is so crazy that she's accomplishing all that. She's so, a gymnast, right? Yes, okay. yeah. So it's it's really, really neat. And, of course, meeting her in person was oh so yeah. cool because I, like, idolize her. <laughs> and... What is your favorite Olympi Olympic sport? Well, for winter, I really like the ice skating portion. It's really, really fun to watch. <laughs> and I've tried my hand at ice skating before, not professionally or anything, just for fun in the wintertime with my friends because we have an ice skating rink right around the corner from our town. And let's just say it's definitely not as easy as these Olympians make it look, <laughs> especially all those tricks. I don't know how yeah. they do it. It looks effortless. Even skiing, when I watch like cross-country skiing, they're so fast and they're, they're so good and it just looks so easy. And then when I try, it's not quite that easy. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the performances are just flawless. Yeah. So then when you get out on the ice or on the snow and the slopes, it's crazy. It's really, really amazing what they can do. Uh, and then for summer, I love watching the swimmers. I'm a swimmer myself on my high school swim team. So I always like to compare my times with the Olympians <laughs> on TV. And, of course, my times are not nearly as good they're probably like quadruple <laughs> what they have but it's still really really fun to do and yeah. just seeing I think it's neat because I'm actually able to compare my efforts to theirs so it's cool yeah. and I just think it's so so just so admirable to see all their hard work for the past four years preparing for this one event and it's just amazing to see them yeah, I mean, definitely. I really admire and have a great respect for athletes in general, and then especially Olympians. Because yeah. of their dedication, they devote their lives towards the sport, and they train years and years to compete. Yeah. And I don't think that many people realize just how hard these athletes yeah. truly work to achieve their dreams. Cheering for them at home through our televisions. Um, we were 
we all often don't realize that they put so much of their lives and energy into this. Often we just see it as, oh, you could have tried a little bit harder. But I think also a great thing about the Olympics is that everyone does put out their best and no one has a bad performance. Yeah, exactly. And I, I read Gabby Douglas's book, who I mentioned earlier, and it's just mind-blowing and inspiring to me how dedicated these people are. Some of them being just teenagers, they have to move across the country yeah. to go to live at these Olympic training centers. I never even knew that that had existed um, before reading her book and reading everything that she did to train up to the Olympics. And I found out, actually, that the youngest Olympic gold medalist was only 13 years old in the 1936 Summer Olympics that took place in Germany. And she was an American. And it's amazing. Can you imagine being only 13 years old and competing in the Olympics? It's yeah. so crazy to me. I, I think it's so amazing. Yeah, that is certainly amazing, just the amount of talent and hard work they have and love for their sport. Yeah, exactly. And trying to think when I was 13 years old, I mean, training every single day and you have to be on this special diet and living at a training center, just all of these things really build up to it. Yeah. And I think even from a young, young age, some of these kids start training. Definitely. A lot of people start training when they're just little kids, when they when they just don't know anything about their sport. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, actually, if you've ever seen it. It's such a good, inspiring commercial. It's from P&G, I believe, Procter & Gamble, and it's called, like, Thank You, Mom, and it's a commercial, and it's these Olympians, and then it shows all the hard work that they've gone through <laughs> from basically birth up until yeah. the point of their Olympics, and it always shows, like, their mom in the stands, and their mom's help picking them up after they've fallen after their little hockey game, and then showing them in the Olympics, so you'll have to look that up if you haven't seen I will that. definitely watch it. But yeah, the Olympics is really the pinnacle of any athlete's career. Yeah, and even, I mean, their family is so involved, yeah, I'm definitely. sure. I always love watching their families in the audience. Just They can't even breathe because they're so nervous and excited for their children, relatives. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be so cool having like a sibling or cousin in the Olympics because yeah. you really see them work so hard I mean you see them from the start so I think especially as a parent I'm sure it must be really amazing and even getting chosen for the Olympics is so difficult that you yeah really, really good definitely I mean, I'm not sure ex like ex the exact training or yeah. the exact how you get chosen, but I've heard it's pretty rigorous. So yeah, I um, kudos to all of them. It's really, really great. And what are some of the weirdest sports that you've seen? The weirder sports? Um, let's think. I think maybe the curling, you know, because yeah. I've never curling played that myself. Bad rep. I, I believe that's what it's called when you have. Yeah, it is called curling. But um, until the Olympics. Yeah, it is called curling, and curling always gets a bad rep from everybody. Oh, really? I don't really know that much about it. I don't either. <laughs> Perhaps yeah. that's why. I feel like it's it's pretty underrated, you know, because it was pretty fun to watch, and they looked like they were having a blast out there. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to go to break, but I'm so happy that you shared that with us, Caitlin. When we return, Jane will give us the history of the Olympics. I'm Young Juwan. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check us out at Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com.
Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan, and we're talking about the Winter Olympics. Now, our Nerd Word reporter, Jane Fessenden, is here with us to talk about the history of the Olympics. Hi, Jane. Hey, Young Ju. So, um, I'm Jane Fessenden, and I'm a reporter for the segment Nerd Word. And with the, Sochi, with the 2014 Sochi Olympics um, having just already happened, um, I wanted to talk about the origins of the Olympics and what it has kind of evolved into now in the modern world. So the ancient Olympics, Olympic Games started around the 8th century BC, and the first written records were, are dating back to 776 BC. And um, this was in Greece, um, in the city of Olympia, go figure. And it was said that um, Hercules, um, the son of Zeus, founded the games in honor of his father. And Olympia was a sacred valley dedicated to the gods um, near the western coast of Peloponnese um, near, um, in Greece. So this was the perfect place to have a religious festival to honor the gods. Um, so the first Olympics were essentially a big party or a festival to celebrate the main god Zeus. And Greeks from all over would come to Olympia and compete in music and sports competitions. And I even think there were um, theater performances there. And um, the and in the first uh, games, there's only one race, and it was called the Stade. And it was a foot race, um, uh, like a 192-meter dash. And actually, a cook named Corbius won it. And so... Um, the games were held every four years, just as they are today, from about August to September. And that is also where we get the term Olympiads, um, so the time between each Olympic game. And that really shows how influential and big the games like evolved to be in ancient Roman times. Um, and how did the games continue up until all the way until, well, now? Um, so... They stopped around, they stopped for a long period. So after 1,500 years of the games, they were suddenly halted. Um, the Roman Empire had conquered Greece in the 2nd century BC, and um, the quality of the games immediately took a major hit, and the standards were very low. And um, the games began to get blatantly rigged and disgraced, and there, were, there was actually a time when the Emperor Nero... Um, entered a chariot race, and he fell off his chariot, and um, obviously losing. And then he proceeded to declare himself winner. And, I mean, what, you're, what are you going to do? Nero is kind of crazy. He ended up burning down Rome, supposedly, um, later in his life, playing a violin. And, um, but in, uh, it was in 393 AD when Emperor Theodosius... Um, banned the games for being a pagan festival because they're in honor of Zeus. And um, so they just died. And I never realized that they were banned. And when, we, when did we begin to have the Olympics again? Um, so a French guy named Bernpierre de Coubertin, uh, of, uh, in 1892, um, after he visited the ancient Olympic site and um, it, 
there was a lot of hostilities in the world around this time. And um, he wanted, he proposed the idea of reviving the Olympics to promote international friendship. And it took a few years for it to get approved, but eventually he founded the IOC or the International Olympic Committee. And um, four years later in 1896, the first modern Olympics were held in Athens, Greece. Um, only 13 nations participated with 280 male participants. Um, but to put that into perspective, um, in the Sochi Olympics that just happened, um, the American team had 230 athletes, Russia had 232, Canada had 220. I mean, those are some of the bigger countries, but um, it clearly just is much bigger today than it was then. And um, there were only 43 events then, um, and it's bas it was essentially just kind of the summer games with track and field, gymnastics, swimming, wrestling, and all that jazz. Um, but actually, in the 1900 Olympics, they experimented with a lot of new events. And the games actually had croquet, shooting pigeons, tug of war. Um, they were all eliminated by the next games to like kind of streamline the Olympics. But it was kind of funny um, hearing about these odd games that you'd never hear about, like croquet and tug of war. Um, but actually, uh, speaking of croquet, uh, it was uh, the first game that featured female athletes in the Olympics. Um, and they were from France. And yeah. are there any new games this Winter Olympics? Um, yeah, there were. Uh, there were um, ski slope style, snowboard slope style, snowboard parallel slalom, women's ski jumping, biathlon mixed relay, figure te skating team, luge team relay. And there was also a new exciting one called ski half pipe. So you just kind of imagine Sean White doing all his flips and twists on, but on skis. Um, yeah. And what have the Olympic Games evolved to since their conception all those years ago? So now, just as kind of uh, Pierre, Baron-Pierre had envisioned, they've kind of come to represent kind of a friendship or friendliness amongst all the countries of the world. And really, countries are encouraged to put aside political differences and um, come and compete and have fun in the Winter Games. And I feel like that's really or the Olympic Games in general, I feel like that's really what their purpose has become. I mean, it's fun to watch and to have, and it's really entertaining, but I think it's kind of a call together the world now, and let's all, like, be friends, and kind of it's kind of a promotion of world peace in a sense. Yeah, I definitely feel like that, too. And Caitlin, our other reporter and often co-host, was also saying that as well. But what do the five rings represent? I don't think I ever learned that, even though it's so popular to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the five rings represent the five countries, uh, of the five continents, sorry, of North and South America, Asia, Africa, Europe, and Australia. And it's kind of re reiterating that idea and reinforcing the idea that... Um, like promotion of friendliness and um, a unity of the world. And who is your favorite athlete? Um, I have to say my favorite athlete is uh, Julia Mancuso. I really watched, uh, really enjoyed watching her in, um, I can't remember the name of it, but um, in one of the ski races that she had done, she got a bronze. And um, I think it, like a combination of the giant slalom and uh Oh, I can't remember. It's, it's a Gates. Um, but uh, it was like she seemed to have like a really a lot of energy. And I loved her attitude um, about like athletics and about sports. Um, 
she even though she's like a winter sports uh, athlete, she spends a lot of time in Hawaii and really kind of. She just really, and she seems like she really enjoys the sport and doesn't just do it because like she's good at it. She does it because she loves it, and I really like that attitude. Yeah, I love that attitude for anything. But do you enjoy watching the winter sports more versus summer sports? Like, which do you prefer? I think they they both have their own uh, special things that I really like about each of them. Um, for me, I play soccer, and I'm I'm gonna play soccer next year in college. So, and I've been I've I've been on a club soccer team like most of my life. So, I've really I've really grown to love soccer, and I love watching um, soccer, women's soccer, in the Olympics and stuff like that. Um, but I also really like uh, the Winter Olympics uh, because. I also used to be on ski team when I was younger, so I really like watching um, skiing, obviously, because uh, Julie Mancuso, and um, yeah. also figure skating is really fun to watch. Yes, I love figure skating. Skiing is a crazy sport that's so cool. <laughs> they've, they've actually come out with, like, new kind of, uh, like, equipment for the, or maybe I'm thinking of bobsledding. Bobsledding. Mm, bobsledding is also very cool to watch. Both very like a lot of the winter sports are just sometimes like really crazy like ski jumping like they go up so high. Um, and since you have been skiing for so or playing soccer for so long, how long or what does it take to get on the Olympic team? Do you see that in your future? Um, unfortunately, I don't. It <laughs> the Olympic development program, which is what um you do to, as an athlete to get into like. Uh, the Olympic element is uh, you like try out when you're really young and um, you try and get onto the team and you work your way up. Wow. Well, thank you, James, for all this information about the Olympics and the great history behind it. The Olympics are really special. I'm Young Juwan. When we return, I'll be sharing an artsy gift segment about the Olympics. You are listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio. Check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Stick around. years old, it seems as if nobody understands what you go through. You're not quite a teenager yet, but you're definitely not a little kid anymore. Tune in to Life at 12 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 12 and on to 13 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 12, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. 
We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan, and we've been discussing the 22nd Winter Olympics that have taken place in Sochi, Russia. And so I'm going to talk about the artsy gifts and the cool souvenirs that you may not have known about. So the Olympics happens every four years once in the summer and once in the winter. The most recent Summer Olympics was in London in 2012. And I really missed and love the Winter Olympics just because I grew up in Colorado and I grew up with this culture and love for skiing. So I love watching figure skating, skiing, snowboarding, bobsledding, all these really cool things that you don't normally see in daily life. But although a large part of the Olympics is watching the games and seeing all the practice that athletes have endured for the past four years, preparing for this very moment, the thing I love most is how the whole world comes together. Political tension is forgotten just for this few, just for these few weeks. And it's all about the fervor of nationalism and cheering for your own country that is often forgotten. And there are many ways to celebrate the Olympics with friends and family. And today, I'm just going to provide a couple ways to channel in the inner creative being and artist. So first, when you're watching TV, whether it be the whether it be a football game or a baseball game or the Olympics, everyone eats food. So why don't you make your own creative Olympic food? From kale chips to traditional Russian desserts, there are so many creative things that you can do. One idea that I loved is making Olympic-themed cupcakes. You can put the cupcakes in ice cream cones and cut out fondant flames. It's a fun way to hang out with friends and get spirited. Another idea is to make yummy medals using long rolls of fondant and Oreos or a small cake. It's simple and really delicious. And since the Olympics are taking place in Sochi, Russia, there's no better time than now to try out some Russian foods. But if you're not feeling crafty, there are a lot of cool souvenirs you can bring home from the Olympics or, you know, order online. This year, you can order casket cases, magnets, and even medals from the online store. Russia has some really cool items that is infused in their history as well, such as classic babushka dolls, embroidery, and jewelry. Those are some popular things that you can take take from these countries. Some highlights from the London 2012 Summer Olympics was framed artwork and a headpiece with the five rings that you could wear while watching the games. You could even buy a picture of five British biscuits pretending to be the five Olympic rings. And although there have been many difficulties this Olympics, I still feel like it's a political landmark and a really great way to celebrate the world coming together to participate in a game. (laughs) 
Pins and stamps have been popular every year, and they're pins for every single country. And it's believed that the first appearance of these metal pins is in the official Olympic Games that were held in the 1908 London Games. In the very first Olympics, as Jane was discussing with her history, the winner was coated in olive oil. The olive oil was later scraped off and sold as a souvenir, and we've really come a long way since then. So, as I was saying, the Olympics is just a great time to bond with not only your family and friends, but also your country and your, the world as you all watch these things together. And I am South Korean, so it's always really exciting for me to see people from my own like, home country participating and trying their best and practicing so hard. For instance, last Olympics, we had some great archers and some great fencing that I hadn't expected. Although the U.S. is a huge country with so many players, as the fellow reporters have mentioned, South Korea is really small, and I'm really excited that we're hosting the games. But these players have taken so much dedication, and I've written a couple, or read, a couple of their bios, and it's just amazing how much work they put in. My favorite, and a nation figurehead, Kim Yana, is an amazing figure skater. She won the gold last year, or last time we had the Olympics, and her performance was incredible. I just am mesmerized when seeing all the figure skaters with their tricks, and it looks so easy, but I know I could never do that. She moved to Canada, I think, when she was in her early teens, and like Jane was saying, these Olympians have to put so much effort and so much of their lives into this, and it's something that we can all take away and learn. Even if we're not competing in figure skating or curling or bobsledding, we should really put our heart into whatever we're doing. But remember, if you couldn't go to the Olympics, you can go online and type in Olympic souvenirs and buy from the internet. So even if you weren't there, you can have this special, special keepsake to have. A funny story that happened maybe a year ago was when I was first taking journalism at school, my teacher actually reported at um, the London Games for a job that she had because of um, connections from college. And it was just so cool to imagine being someone who is reporting at the Games. I've never been to the Games, but it's one of my goals to be there, be in the crowd. And we were just talking about that this a couple weeks ago about the Super Bowl, about the feeling of being encased in your country and cheering along with everyone else and the, the emotions you feel, the nervousness, the anxiety, the excitement for all these athletes who are competing. It just seems so different watching it at home versus the big screen. Some highlights from Sochi. This Olympics was... There was a lot of hype about how unprepared they were, but I just feel like that was some very unnecessary. Like, people were criticizing every single aspect of Sochi, even though some of the things were very normal. Uh, I remember from the, from the weird legislation they had to about 
the anti-gay rules to some of their their worries about assassins. But I feel like Russia and Sochi and the world really pulled together to have a fantastic games, as Caitlin was saying. And so as we can learn from the Olympics, you just need to try your hardest for that moment where you get a shine for those 10, 20, 30 seconds that you're performing. And it's just the feeling and the adrenaline rush you get there. But um, for those of us who are not athletes, Olympics are a fun way to celebrate our country, our heritage, and just all the fun things that go on through food, creative crafts, and even historical pieces. I come from a really great school who has a great swimming program, as I mentioned, and it's weird to know that some of these people go on to become Olympians. I have a friend named Sierra who is part of the Junior Olympics ski in skiing right now. She takes six months off from school every year, and she takes six months off from school every year, and it's amazing to think that of all the hard work and dedication she's already putting in. Talking about the Olympics with friends is always, we always have different viewpoints on who we sh thought we should have won and the most amazing things. This year, I'm really glad they introduced team figure skating, and that has been one of the highlights that I've enjoyed watching. And thank you to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Osteen. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. Until next week, remember, be healthy, be motivated, be kind, and share the love and peace that we can see from the Olympics. Speak up and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go, find some place. Hello, my name is Cindy Marie from Phoenix, Arizona, and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball. Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall There's nothing you can do One time she drew a beat on Fred Back when he first moved in She slung one straight upside his head Fred hasn't played since then We laughed when we first saw her throw with that wind-up fling and twirl Now every single kid I know Tries throwing like that girl But none of us have matched her way Perhaps it's in the eyes We only know that when she plays We drop like
swatted flies. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law, she should even play it all. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful. But friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard. And you'll wind up flat. Every day, Mary puts us in our place. Though we try, we cannot get away from that Mona Lisa face. Each day, we wonder who it is she's gonna level first. And when she's through with what she does, we all line up for the nurse. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary's gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law. She should even play it all. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful. But friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard. And you'll wind up flat. When I go out into the world, don't know what job I'll do. But I can bet I'm the one girl who's gonna run a wrecking crew. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law, she should even play it on. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful. But friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard. She gonna wind up hard. She gonna wind up hard. And you wind up flat. The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kid Star website www.kidstar.org. <laughs> 